Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Amy and TJ. And we have a very special guest in the studio with us today. And if you have never in your natural life ever watched a reality show, you probably still know this name. Yes. Vanderpump Rules. It was everywhere uh, and it still is. It's been going on for 11 seasons, by the way. But season 10, this was last year, things hit a Fever pitch. Okay, and you didn't have to be watching to know this because the truth of the matter is, you and I, Robes, we okay b- below deck. Yes. What What else are we hooked on when it comes to reality shows? Ninety Day oh, Fiance. That's new to us, but we just started. But yes, we just started we're it. Getting into that, but, but I, we're I loving say, it. But Below Deck is the one we were really into, right? Below Deck got us through last year. Okay, so I never, to be honest with you, I'd never seen Vanderpump Rules. Hadn't really heard of it, but for the, in the past several months, six months plus, it was everywhere to where I thought it was a new show. Right. You said, what is this show called Vanderpump Rules? The hashtag Scandaval was everywhere. And so it kind of led people there. But to go mm-hmm. way back, as I had explained it to you, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people might not know, this all began with the storied franchise, The Real Housewives. And this was The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Lisa Vanderpump, who was a main star in that. She took uh, her time from there and, and spun off another reality show, which was called Vanderpump Rules. She is a restaurateur. This was uh, a reality show about her staff members. And who knew the drama would be what it became? And it certainly, I think, even surprised the show producers, everyone who was involved with it, because they had over 11 million viewers last year. That is huge for any cable streaming show. And not just that. It's a matter of, look, you, you hear it. I mean, you could read an article a day about how the television landscape is changing and how viewership is going down on television across all genres. But to see a show that's been on now for 11 seasons, to survive 11 seasons is big in the first place, but to actually be increasing your viewership. And in some cases, they're getting the highest numbers they've seen over at Bravo 
um, in almost a decade in some demos. That, that tells you something is going well over there. But something's going well because something went really, really bad. Exactly. I was like, high ratings might be great for the network and for perhaps people's paychecks. It doesn't necessarily mean it was great for people's personal lives. And that's exactly the case that happened over at Vanderpump Rules. But we've all been watching and we actually were able to catch up and are so excited about our next guest because he is a big player and a huge part of what ended up being, as I mentioned before, that hashtag Scandaval. We all know him. And uh, you have probably a very strong opinion about him either way. And, and that's, I think that was, I was saying this to you earlier uh, a moment ago, but the reason I know about the show is because of the scandal. And I didn't, to be honest with you, I started seeing Scandaval everywhere. I didn't know there was a scandal attached. I thought it was actually, I said, okay, what is that? I, I didn't research it. I just see Scandaball, Scandaball, Scandaball. I actually didn't know what it meant. I right. didn't know what they were talking about. And his name is Tom Sandoval. Kind of clever hashtag. Yep, yep. Give him credit for that. But yes, there was a, a scandal with him um, and his girlfriend, and people were taking sides. And they were taking sides, not just, okay, Tom Sandoval, you're a bad guy, but people associated with him including his business partner, they have what? Uh, two restaurants together? Yeah, one they or have two. two ventures together. And his name actually happens to be Tom, Tom. too. Yes. So it's one of their... Tom and Tom. Yeah, Tom Tom is one of their businesses. Makes a lot of sense. But the other Tom, the best friend Tom, got completely sucked into this scandal because he knew about it before everyone else. So a lot of people who are hating on Tom Sandoval... Well, there was some residual hate uh, that went to Tom Schwartz, his really, really good friend. He got a lot of that blowback as well. And a lot of people had a lot to say about Tom Schwartz. And a lot of people had a lot of questions for Tom Schwartz. We have Tom Schwartz with us. Welcome to the iHeart Studios. Thank you for the applause and thank you for emphasis on very special. There it is. I heard that. Now, is that natural? You naturally threw your fist in the air when the intro came. Like, yeah, that's me. I feel good. It feels cozy in here. Um, Oh, good. And And hopefully it feels safe. Very safe. Good. Good. You know, how does it feel these days after all that went through last season, which we don't have to explain to people, but when you go out and when you would go out, did you feel safe? Did you feel like people were eyeing you? Did you always feel like somebody was looking at you in a negative light? Yeah, there was a moment there where I always felt like someone was watching me. Um, and uh, it, it felt very Truman Show-esque. It wasn't nearly as bad for me as it was for Sandoval. Um, he couldn't go anywhere without paparazzi following him. Sitting outside, camped out of his house like 24-7 for like three months. And, um, you know... They would follow me around every once in a while, and uh, I have a tendency just to ramble on when someone shoves a camera in your face, because it's kind of jarring. I'm sure you guys know. We know a you little bit know. about it, just a, just a little <laughs> bit about that. <laughs> Sorry. Like uh, I said, it's a safe space. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. And, and it's, I, I remember a few interviews like TMZ where it's like, you know... It's 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 alarming when they shove a, a camera up in your face, and you you it like in in intrinsically you, you instinctually you you smile awkwardly, <laughs> but like even though they're talking about a serious uh, you know heated topic, and um, I don't know, I remember just making a fool of myself a lot of the time, but uh, it was a trip. The whole thing was a trip. You a know, bad, what? a very bad acid trip. 
<laughs> because there actually is, I'm sure you found this out if you looked at the headlines or the pictures afterwards, there is no actual appropriate facial expression you can make because they'll make something out of whatever facial expression you're making. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. It's hard to be you. Let me ask you this. People have always said this and they still say it. There's no such thing as bad press. Do you believe that? I think the past year has proved that saying wrong. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, it may be good for the show, the network, good for ratings, bad for the soul, you know? Um, if that, I think I'll stick with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it did, it, it did, there was a great human cost, of course, but like it did revitalize the show. Um, and, and it brought on a whole new audience. You know, I've got so many people. We have two bars and Tom Tom and Schwartz and Sandy's would love to host you guys. Oh, if you're ever in LA. Yeah. We will be there soon. I would love yes. to take you out for um, a beer. Yeah. Uh, grub. Uh, you, oh, no. Still too hot around you. We, okay, we just okay. get through our own. Yeah. Okay, Do you okay. really want us to come there, actually, by the way? Maybe we're not the appropriate We're guests. kidding, of course. We're kidding. But yeah. Um, it's a safe place. Um, but uh, yeah. Well, I want to ask you because you mentioned something that yeah. is first and foremost on my mind. The show, Vanderpump Rules, was declining in viewers. It was not doing as well as it had been in the past. So a lot of people said, this scandal is BS. This scandal thing is a made-up, scripted thing that isn't true. And they did it to, for the ratings, solely. Yeah. Um, that's that's baloney. Um, I'm, there's no way you could pull that off in this day and age. There would have been a whistleblower at some point you know, someone would have went rogue and be like, this is fake. This is contrived. You know, it's a, it's a PR stunt. But um, the truth is, um, aside from me and a few other people, no, no one on production knew. Lisa didn't know. Ken didn't know. None of the executive producers knew. How and, long um, had you known? Um, I, I knew, I knew, I knew. And even when I didn't know, I knew. That's my little song I sing. <laughs> I gave myself a lobotomy. And I've removed that whole chapter from my life, from my memory. So I had it surgically removed and it's just much more pleasant now. You know, for everybody, what difference does it make? You did know, right? Yeah. You knew that he was uh, stepping out on his girlfriend and depends on, like people want to judge you by when you knew. Yeah. Uh, so why is that, is that still not clear? Because you, um, like you said, it's like a, you kind of faded into some way you don't really know for sure. So, but, and then people criticize you for that. Like, yeah. come on, man. Oh. So what is the definitive answer there yeah. and why is it so important? I honestly, um, I did my best to reconstruct that whole storyline, but like also it just wasn't my life. I wasn't the one having an affair and I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I, my brain was just not functioning properly. I was under constant duress. I was in a constant state of like fight or flight, fresh off a divorce. I almost lost my dad. He was in the hospital for seven months. Like he almost died four times. My brother got cancer. My other brother had, it was, you know, uh, almost lost his life um, because of cirrhosis. And it just, I was going through it. I was, I was absolutely just mired in my own melodrama. You know what I mean? We we get it. I mean, when like, you you only can take so much, yeah. and especially with all that other drama going on in your life, real, actual, personal drama, yeah. life or death drama, it it gets all muddled. Sometimes you see it in slow motion. Sometimes yeah. you can't remember. That makes perfect sense, I think, to anyone who's gone through anything traumatic. Um, let me ask you this: what, what? How would you describe? You know, you chose to put your life in front of the cameras. Yeah. What has the price of fame cost you? 
Hmm. <laughs> well, a lot of sleepless nights. Um, and I don't do this anymore. Um, but like dwelling on worst case hypothetical <laughs> scenarios or like dread after it's in the can, you right. film the season and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm going to have to relive this in front of millions of people oh, yeah. and get absolutely roasted, castigated, just mm -hmm. flamed on the internet. And, um, you know, but for the most part, I have nothing but good things to say about the whole experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, how lucky are we? You get to be on a show with people you love, some of your best friends in the world, and they'd follow you around, and the highs, the lows, everything in between. Like, overall, uh, I just feel I'm full of gratitude. It's been such a wild ride, and it's been a wave, and uh, I know one day it's gonna crash, but um, for now, I think we're still riding high. Still riding high. What has, where are you now? compared to where you were after that season finale last year like how how have things have things slowed down calmed down you talk about paparazzi and things like yeah. that that's one thing but how do you think you've settled back into your life in some way now i love that question um yeah i was a basket case last year mm -hmm. for a multitude of reasons um and you know i was like often dejected i kind of was turning into a hermit Snuggled up in my little hermitage, yeah. which, you know, at times was lovely with the dogs. Shout out to Gordo and Butters, my um, surrogate uh, therapists, and my plants. Shout out to my plants, all 23 of oh, them. Oh, yes. You have a lot of plants. I have a lot of plants. But I got to say, right now, like, I'm almost, I don't want to jinx it. Is there wood in here I can knock on? But, like, right now, everything feels kind of stable. And I'm smiling a lot more. I feel a little lighter on my, my feet. and Or is it lighter on your toes? Lighter on my feet. Like, right? Feet? right? I think so. Okay, yeah, I think it's feet. <laughs> it didn't sound right. It didn't, <laughs> but no, I feel I, I, I'm like kind of brimming with optimism again. Okay. I'm, mm. I'm, I got levity in the system. I'm a little more like happy-go-lucky Schwartz, but like also I feel like I've matured significantly um, just with the stuff I've dealt with the past few years, you know? I had a little bit of a, well, some would say boyish charm. Others might say Peter Pan syndrome. Which I take offense to. <laughs> Lori, I'm very mature, aren't I? Thank you. No, but I... I that was not a convincing was, nod over here, by the way. That was the... Uh -huh. From your people in the corner here. Yeah. He's getting there. He's getting there. He's getting there. Uh, you, you mentioned the dogs and, and, and the plants. Did you seek professional help? Have you been helped by a professional through some of these times? I, uh... No, I've just been kind of deferring to my surrogate therapist. Like, <laughs> you know, snowboarding, um, reading... Uh, Cody from Peloton's always there for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lori's there. My manager, Ryan, he was mad at it. Give him a shout out last time. Ryan Ravel, thank you for consoling me in, in times of need. Um, but We're going to no, edit that out just to piss him off. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding, Ryan. It's going to stay. It's going to no, stay. I love that. <laughs> Honestly, um, I have gotten, I've gotten therapy before and, and, and it, I think for the most part, it, uh, it was great. You know, um, I signed up for betterhelp.com and I actually put my down payment, but I never actually moved forward with the sessions. <laughs> but it's there just in case. <laughs> it's there, thank you. But I am an advocate for um, seeking yeah. counsel therapy, life coaches. Um, I love reading, you know, motivational books. Big on stoicism lately. Hmm. Yeah. I like uh, the Daily Stoic. You guys, it's a, no, good but book. it's a good way to start your day. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I will check that out. You know, people 
oftentimes say that these types of shows are, especially if they're portrayed in a negative way, they're edited a certain way to make people feel a certain way about certain people. Did that happen? And and what do you think people got wrong when they watched the season? What did they get wrong about you? Um, It's such a cop out to cry editing. Like it's almost like it's a big no, no in our world. Don't cry <laughs> editing. Just take ownership radical accountability, whatever you want to call it. But yes, there's times where I'm like, wait, <laughs> hold on a sec. Did I, is that the way that went down exactly? And by the way, shout out to our whole production team um, behind the scenes. Our edit, I'm, it's like a masterclass in editing. Um, our editors absolutely crush it. But yeah, there's times where I'm just like, oh, man, <laughs> did it really go down just like that? But I got to say, our show, our show stays pretty true to form. It's organic. It's authentic. And um, yeah, that's something I'm proud of. And uh, sometimes at great cost to my sanity. But um, I, I, there's very few moments where I've ever felt like contrived or forced or like we were phoning it in or performing, you know? And that's a testament to everybody on the cast. Help yeah. us with the schedule there a little bit. So let, yeah. Let's say you were shooting today, right? Yeah. The, the crew's with you, everything's being shot. How long before what was shot on this day before it actually hit the air? How, what, what was that last yeah. time? We usually film in the summer, yeah. sometimes around like May or June, and we'll film for like three months, hmm. principal photography, um, which is always a rush. And then, uh, you know, we'll do pickups, we'll do talking head, like confessionals, you know, and um, by the way, which is like torture for me, just having to listen to myself talk for like 2.5 hours in a dank little room. Um, Anyways, Um, and then, you know, usually turnaround is like another two or three months from then. Okay, so yeah. you're talking some stuff you ended up seeing in an episode with some something that went down six months ago. Yeah, almost. Yes. And, um, you know, sometimes <laughs> sometimes your memory gets a little cloudy with, you know, alcohol consumption or other things and stuff like that. And then you're like, you, you watch it and you're just like, oh, my God, the shame, the deep sense of shame you feel. <laughs> well, my okay. God. But you've been through it enough and you know how this how it works. But ha- have you gotten close to quitting the show? Um, you know, I think season three hmm. where I was in this weird kind of ambiguous phase where I was kind of recognizable. I won't say famous, but like I was still working my regular jobs, going on castings for print, commercial work, bartending, catering, all that stuff. And like people would, it was weird because I wasn't really getting paid, but I was recognizable. And I think season three, I sat down with my manager and he's like, what do you want to do here? I think you should either go all in or just, you know, walk away and pursue acting and everything. And I was like, get Let's do it. I saw so many good things happening for my friends and great opportunities coming their way. So I was like, screw it. Um, I'm going to go all in. And, and I haven't looked back since. But for sure in the beginning, uh, yeah, man, there was still like a stigma attached to it back in the day. Like it started in 2011. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, if you did a reality TV show, like your your, your dreams of being an actor were kind of uh, jeopardized, compromised, right? Yep. I don't know. But now it's like, I mean... Reality TV people are like, uh, I'm not saying I'm an A-list or maybe B minus. C plus? <laughs> Would you, they, call, they call y'all uh, Bravo Liberties. Is that what it is? Did I say it right? Yeah, you said it right. <laughs> <laughs> say it loud. Bravo <laughs> Liberties. Um, um, what, what's been the financial impact for you of Scandoval? Uh, you say you look back and you're happy you've done what you've done and, and all in, you're, you're happy to be a reality TV show star, but... You're, you've got two businesses, right? Yeah. Associated with Tom Sandoval. Yeah. Um, 
how are they doing? Because I, I was looking up, it's like, they're saying your moments from closure, Tom Tom, and uh, all, so give us the, the status of where you are your, with your businesses. Well, it's kind of harrowing. It's like, you know, when you have a business with your name on the side and someone does something mm. shitty, mm. it's like people can apply pressure, and they did. Yelp pressure, reviews. Yes. We kind of got doxxed. It's like, I mean, I, I have no, I hope I don't have any bitterness in my tone when I say this because I, I, I want to see everybody succeed, even people that I'm not super tight with. You know, I want everybody to eat. Um, and eat they did. People got fat and happy off of that whole affair, you know? A lot of people blew up um, their podcasts, merch. Um, yeah, man, a lot of people got fat and happy. Um, me, not so much. It's like, you know, um, you got your name plastered on the side with the guy who had the, uh, you know, did the thing. I'm sorry, I just can't even say the word anymore. The S, you know what of all word. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was rough. It, it's tiring, right? It was brutal. I got to be honest. It was absolutely brutal. And um, yeah, I saw like a dark side of humanity. It, like it got ugly without going into specifics. Like it got ugly, you know? There was, there was times where I was legitimately like, nervous about going into Schwartz and Sandy's. Death threats? Um, Maybe like watered down, vague threats. I don't know about death threats, but like, you know, people threatening to come in and like, I don't even want to say it. But, but folks wishing you per, uh, physical harm. Yes. Personal harm. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, it was scary. Yeah. And sometimes odd and sometimes hilarious, but uh, it was scary, man. Um, but uh, looking back, uh, <laughs> I'm just processing it now. I'm finally at a place where I feel... Um, uh yeah like i said earlier I, I feel optimistic again we're giving the bar a revamp we just installed the new sound system we got new drinks new food and it's like schwartz and sandy's 2.0 and i feel good yeah i feel like we have momentum again and it's incredibly refreshing <clears throat> at&t connects an ode to podcasts connect the alarm Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
People have suggested you change the name. Did you ever think about that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I never... Sorry, Tom, if you ever hear this. I never liked the name <laughs> from the get-go, but I didn't have a better suggestion, so I was like, all right, <laughs> let's just call it Schwartz and Sandys. I don't care. Wish you put some thought into it now. <laughs> I remember having that exact conversation. I'm like, you know, you put your name on the side, you know, um, you have to hold yourself to a higher standard. What if people, like, jokingly, I remember saying, what if people decide they hate us? And then, like, us laughing over a beer. Come on. People love us. <laughs> That's never going to happen. Until they don't. I know. <laughs> that was an actual conversation we had. In the honeymoon phase of opening a uh, bar restaurant, which does not last long. I don't care how much you love that business, how passionate you are about food, drinks, customer service, like... That honeymoon phase does not last long. We talk about there what happened with the um, with your businesses, but she mentioned like opportunity. You talk about other people that got fat, right? Yeah. Even people who printed T-shirts who were selling on yeah. the street, they were making money off of what was happening. Yeah. But did, was there any opportunity that did anything that came your way as a result of well, it? I actually I got to go to Mars. Oh yeah, Steve, I, yeah he I got did a show. The I, show yeah. I did a show called <laughs> Stars on Mars, yes. and I don't know if it was because of. I mean, we had a lot of eyes on us, yeah. and um, you know, I got to go there in Australia, and it was lovely. You know, I got to wake up next to like Lance Armstrong, Richard Sherman, um, Adam Rapon. Um, it was cool. It was such a trip, and I needed that. It was one of the best reprieves of my life, mm. um, and it was magical. I'm very, very fond of that trip. Um, I wish I wouldn't have been such a Debbie Downer on it. You know, it's like, because I felt like our business was kind of like floundering and I felt like I, I kind of abandoned ship when they needed me the most. But also I didn't want to miss out on the opportunity to film a show in Australia, go to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess. And um, yeah, that was that was something special. I'm very grateful for that opportunity. It was cool. What is the status of your friendship with Sandoval now? I think we are officially off of our break. No, we're cool. We're cool. We've had so many healthy, um, productive conversations. And uh, for better or for worse, I love that bastard. And uh, he's actually, despite, you know, what he did recently and what you see in the headlines, he's a really good person, I swear. Um, he's, got a, he's got a hell of a heart. And, uh, you know, he's been a great friend to me. Help us Most of the that. time. Yeah, yeah, help us with that. You call, you call him a bastard for because of what... America knows he did or is there a bastard because of things that happened with you all and your personal and your friendship I was just a term of endearment yeah um, I was just being kind of like cheeky <laughs> he's he just he just brought a lot of stress into my life okay. with his actions okay. and some of his very questionable choices you, you said a break like what what just take me to the past few months and after everything what happened to you all's friendship was there times where you all weren't talking at all and then yeah. tried to mend it did you did you make a concerted effort to hey we need to make sure not just as business partners but as, as friends take us through kind of that evolution of your relationship since the scandal broke yeah um I, I i had to take a break i had to distance myself because like i said my life truly got absolutely consumed by someone else's affair and it was insane. Um, and it was detrimental to the business. Um, and, you know, some of the other projects we were working on, we had to put on hold. And um, it just sucked. Can I just say that? Yeah, yeah. It you just kind of sucked. And, yeah. and, I, and, and he totally understood. I had to take a break. And because it's like, I, I swear, at one point I was like, I started having an identity crisis. You know, I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, my God, am I Tom Sandoval? <laughs> what happened to Tom Schwartz? <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was a much needed, uh, hiatus 
for Mr. Sandoval. And, um, you know, uh, we had some very healthy, we kind of did like our own, a couple's therapy sessions, you know, Um, without a therapist, but we had a lot of healthy, uh, solid, productive conversations. And I think we're uh, in a good place now. We're in a great place. We have have synchronicity again, and we're communicating clearly, respectfully, and um, yeah. I think uh, got our Tom 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 Tom. You you the, obviously when when something like this happens, you you saw the fracture of the friendships. People take sides, yeah, and you were teamed up with with the other Tom, right? Yeah. As they say, um, what is the status of your friendship with the other cast members, and and how have you repaired those relationships? Yeah, you'll see that kind of play out in this season. Um, uh, especially the next few episodes. Um, but yeah, that was the first time that I had really ever been an outcast in my life. Mm. It was not a nice feeling. Mm. Um, kind of like a pariah, you know? I felt like estranged from the group for the first time ever. Um, but uh, I put a lot of work into rebuilding and uh, repairing those friendships. And I feel like I'm in a really good place with everybody. Sheena, Katie, Lala, Maybe not so much Ariana, but... Uh, Are you working on happy. trying to get closer to Ariana? Very respectfully. She's so busy right now. I mean, she's literally on Broadway. Mm-hmm. She's probably performing tonight. She's killing it. So she's so busy. I haven't even seen her lately, but I'm very happy for her. You want to see her in the show? Have you seen the show? I would yet? love to see the you show. Okay. Yeah, I can't this trip. Yeah. But next time I come back, if it's still running, I want to... Have you guys seen it? No. no. Should we go see it? Yeah. It? Let's oh, do I, it. I have to... To watch what happens live tonight, but I would love to go. <laughs> um, I want to go. Uh, I'm, anyways, I'm hyped for her, and uh, yeah, we'll get there. Maybe. Um, it sounds like that's still going to take some time. Um, yeah. your, your relationship with Tom, though, um, one of the first things that jumped out at me when, and again, this has to do with editing, possibly. So I'll let, give you a chance. But you. when when you all first. When he first came to you after the affair was revealed in that episode, and he comes in, and one of the first things on your mind, and I think it's fair, was business. Like, look, dude, we need to stop this bleeding. We have a business to run. Do you look back at that, and somebody's seen that as, wait, this is your friend. You need to take care of that on a personal level before professional. When, do, when you go back and look at that, or tell us more about that moment of how did you separate or how did you deal with trying to be a business partner and a lot of people you're responsible to, including employees, and this is my guy, yeah. I'm his friend, and he's in trouble? I, th- I think I'll give myself a little pat on the back. I think I did a pretty good job compartmentalizing because I was, I was there for him, even though I had taken a break. You know, sometimes a few times he hit me up when he really needed me, and I was always there for him. I didn't cut him off completely, but, um, you know. I was always there if he needed a shoulder to cry on. Well, not for like three months. I did take a three-month break, <laughs> um, a hard break. Um, shoulder yeah. will be available later. Yes. In a few months, yes. But I was really upset because it's not just the money, you know? It's like big money. We put a lot of money in there. And he jeopardized my, you know, half million dollar, whatever it was, investment. And not just that, but the time and energy and the sacrifices I made in my life to get that place open. And then all of a sudden, you know, the some choices he made in his personal life had a very uh, adverse impact on our business. And I couldn't help but be pissed. That was my, it's not, you know, that was my first, like Tom Tom, we're minority stakeholders. I'm so proud of that. But like, this was our baby, our business baby. And we had just given birth 
to this beautiful baby. <laughs> um, it's not coming out right. The words aren't coming out right. We're following you. Though. Yes, okay. yes, yes. <laughs> this beautiful business baby. And um, yeah, it was hard. Like just his face, this, this, this dude that I love, one of my dearest friends in the world, like his face became synonymous with everything that went wrong. At least in my mind, that's the way I was thinking about it everything that went wrong in our business and um so it was hard it was hard to look him in the eyes that first time when we sat down you know but um you know i'm pretty damn quick to forgive i think people know that about me and uh maybe i try to see the best that everyone to a fault mr give them the benefit of the doubt i love i love getting in there and you know i love nuance i like hearing where people's heads are at when they do stupid shit uh, I don't like making snap judgments. Although once in a while, recently watching The Bachelor, I've made a lot of snap judgments. <laughs> um, you saw it from the other side. <laughs> yes, totally. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know Tom is a good dude. I, I, I hope. I hope. I think. I'm not going to say he's going to get redemption. I know a lot of people have written him off, but I, I think as time goes on, um, you know, he's going to get some of his humanity reinstilled and. Uh, I know a lot of people have been coming into the bars lately and they're like, Schwartz, can I like pull you aside? Like a little confessional. They're like, I wanted to murder your friend. I don't know why, but it's just like something about what he did reminded me of a very dark chapter in my life mm. when someone I loved cheated on me. And, um, and I just wanted to apologize because I kind of wanted to murder you too. And it's like, but I think also like, I hate the term silver lining, but like so many people have come into like the bars Tom Tom Schwartz and Sandy's and just online and like I was in a similar situation and low key mm -hmm. no high key this incident with Sandoval caused me to step up have the uncomfortable conversation and um, prevented an affair so I think I'm not, I don't know if I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this <laughs> I feel like it I feel like whatever you, I'm not calling it that anymore the incident it it, it honestly prevented possibly hundreds of thousands of affairs. <laughs> I mean, it's people, public service. People, yeah. it's a cautionary tale. It's a cautionary tale. It's a cautionary tale, tale it. for yes. sure, right? I mean, that is the way it is. Were you surprised that Tom Sandoval and it, Raquel, Rachel, I, which one did she go by? I think it, she's Rachel She's now. Rachel now, okay. Yeah. Were you surprised that they didn't make it? Honestly, I was very surprised. Do you think somewhere, do you think somewhere in a parallel universe, they have a podcast together oh, <laughs> and they made it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, look, I was surprised by what no, you're no, saying. No. I yeah. was surprised that they, given all that happened and what they were willing to sacrifice, at least and hiding behind the back of the show in America, essentially, I was surprised. If you're going to put that much effort in, I was surprised to hear that they didn't work out. A shocked, okay, yeah. the shock of a lifetime. Okay, and I don't even say that lightly. I was because yeah. I really thought, like, I mean, they risked it all. They burned their lives down for love or lust, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. it. Makes people do stupid things. What do you think it was? You think it was Great love or things. lust? <sighs> I think, I think um, it was lust under the cloak of love. Mm -hmm. Because there was friendship there. I think they really did at one point love each other. I mean, listen, from what I saw, they deeply cared about each other and were in love. That's from my perspective, yep. you know? Um, 
I don't know how they feel about it uh, 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 in hindsight, um, retroactively. I think they have a, a, a much different take on it. And I think it, the, it's sort of, um, I think they're both kind of referring it to more as a, an addiction or lust or a mistake of epic proportions. But, um, you know, at one point, yeah, man, they were, it feels twisted to say this, but they were really deeply in love, I think. Yeah. Yeah, deeply. Wow. Um, I'm curious how this has impacted you. I mean, you've been through a divorce and you're still friends with Katie, right? Your ex? I think so. Hi, Katie. Um, no, we're cool. We're cool. We, we still have joint custody of the dogs. And I, we had 13 years together yeah. and um, we hit a rough patch there for, for about a year. But um, yeah, uh, I still care about her so much. I still love Katie. And uh, I'm always rooting her, rooting for her from the sidelines. And uh, yeah, I love to see her happy out there doing her thing. Um, but we're cool. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great? At any age, every age. That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. How has all of this affected your willingness, your just how you approach relationships or finding your person, just having gone through all of this. For the first time in my life, I'm doing something crazy. Mm-mm. I'm oh. setting boundaries. Oh, wow. wow. You guys, this is not a safe place for your <laughs> sins, okay? Please do not come to me and confess anything. I don't want to know. Uh, don't tell me. Yes, no, but um, no, I, uh, yeah, honestly... I don't know, man. Are you looking for the one? Whoa. Okay. I'm not not looking. I'm not looking, but it seems to always find me. Um, <laughs> the one? The, the, the ones? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, can I just say I'm super happy right now? Super oh, single? Well. I don't know if I'm, I don't think I'm single. I, you don't. I see, I thought, I took it the other way, that what? he, he might have found Okay, the but one. then he said, I'm super single. What was he just saying? Super I, happy. I'm super just, happy. I'm just happily hanging out. And he's uh, not super single. You're not super single. You're in a relationship now. 
I don't know, man. Are you <laughs> unless you're dating one of these two? Why are you looking over here? Uh, I like somebody. You like somebody, okay. but you're dating somebody. Is that fair? Whoa, whoa, no! You no. can't just throw out the D word. Like oh, that. okay. That's a, that thing. It, that has you know. But I mean, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. Right Should now. we go through like? Uh, what, what are your folks referring to over here? Like you say different things on different podcasts. What have you said in the previous one about your relationship status? I'm going to redirect. I never thought I would be single at this age. Okay. And it sucks. So you are single? No. no, no. Like on Facebook, what's your relationship status? Oh, that's a good one. Not even it's complicated. I guess I, if I had to pick, I would say happily hanging. Hanging. It's a new one. It's a twin. That's not an option. Um, no, but there's somebody I dig for sure. Okay. okay. And um, but she, I know she's like super private, so I don't want to. That's fair, she's, given that she's she, dating yeah, she, you. She's yeah, this world. That's is, all you had to. Now okay. we get it. We get now it. We, get we it. totally yeah. get it. We we respect so, those boundaries. Thank you. Completely. <laughs> you guys Completely. Yeah. And we want to make sure you're not in trouble with the answers you gave here, because yeah. you just now it makes sense. It's okay for, yeah. to want privacy. There's somebody I hang out with and really like. Yeah. And she doesn't want right. anybody to know she has anything to do with you. Yeah, I think I'm she, kidding. I'm she's kidding. She's ashamed. No, she, she for sure is ashamed of me. She's like, all right, yes, we can hang, but don't you tell anybody. Yeah. And I was like, and, okay, deal. And that's fair. That's that makes me like her, right? She gets it. Uh, how has your family handled all this? You mentioned what you were going through personally with all of this happening, but, you know, this type of thing doesn't happen to just you. Yeah. It happens to everyone who loves you. How are they doing? They're... It feels good to say that everybody's stable right now. Actually, I just talked to my dad before I came in here, and he's going in for blood clot, blood clot surgery, which is always scary. Yeah. Um, he's got blood clot surgery today. He has three blood clots, I think. But they said it should be a walk in the park. The doctor reassured him, uh, you know, uh, he should be out of there within four hours. Wow. But, um, so I'm nervously uh, anticipating that call from him just to make sure he's okay. Because I have like, we all have a little bit of PTSD. It's like, he was in there for, yes, in the hospital for seven months. He was emaciated. Wow. At one point he was intubated. He couldn't do anything, you know? Couldn't get up, go to the bathroom. It, it's rough seeing someone that you love, your hero, you know, like, you know, your dad, um, just completely, that's not really a verb, just a vegetable. Yeah. Just turned into essentially a vegetable, you know? Um, that was hard. Really hard. Um, it weighed heavy on the whole family. And uh, I was in like four different hospitals. Mm. And listen, I know this is, everyone goes through something like this at some point. I just, I had a pretty cushy life, a pretty cushy, cushy life up into the last few years. Yeah. And um, it came at me quick, kicked my ass. Mm -hmm. But I do feel better, better equipped to deal with um, adversity when it comes my way next time, for sure. And it's coming. Oh, it's <laughs> no, no, just life it's kind keeps of coming. ominous. No, I'm just <laughs> from someone who knows. You know, uh, life. Just, no, it's just it, life keeps coming. It's just how equipped we are to deal with what's coming. It's never going to stop. So there'll be a next big thing and a next big thing and a next big thing. Hopefully, nothing this big you. for you again. Um, you mentioned there are um, a few things here before we wrap up with you. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that term, uh, scandal? Uh, you said you didn't want to say it anymore, so I kind of understand. But just yeah. the idea that it flows so easily in the social media age. But what do you think Hashtag. about that? Yes. Yeah. Um, just hearing it literally <laughs> triggers some sort of PTSD. Mm -hmm. I'm only half joking mm -hmm. because um, that that dang word was like ver reverberating around my mind for like six months, haunting me. Um, and I, I don't know. I feel like 
Ooh, I feel like um, the stench of that word is no longer lingering Good. on me. Did you guys smell it when I walked in? No, not. no, not at all. Anything? We were expecting no. an odor, but it didn't come. Um, <laughs> I mean, no, I, no, no, no. I, te- I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't. I know I joke inappropriately, inappropriately about that often. Sometimes just when I'm nervous or whatever. You, but you know like, what though? Humor is is healing. I mean, I, I've been through cancer and I cancer humor works. Like when you go through stuff, humor gets you through it. So I, I get it. I, I like get that. It. Humor. I've never heard that one. Yeah. Humor gets you through it. I like that. It I, really I, does. I, um, you know, I, I would rather laugh than cry. Usually ends up being both. <laughs> but um, laugh now, cry later. What have you learned through all of this? Um, let's see. You know... People, uh, <laughs> if you're unhappy in your your relationship and you're falling out of love, um, you know, have that have that mm. hard to have conversation. And um, I don't know, man. Affairs just seem like uh, stressful. <laughs> it's very stressful. Um, and uh, I've learned to be better at setting boundaries with people. Um, you know what I mean? I. Uh, it's not like I get walked all over or anything like that, but I think I'm too accommodating, honestly. And, uh, and like, I got a reading from Allie, James's girlfriend. She's like, you are a hardcore Libra and a hardcore people pleaser. I'm not like big in astrology or anything, but I was just like, I I got to chill with the pleasing of other people. And uh, I'm yeah, I'm just trying to fall in love with myself all over again right now. Yeah. Give us, give us last thing. Just give us one thing this season. I know there are oh. expectations. People expect a certain level of I drama. Know. But tease one thing that everybody that loves this show, you just hold on and wait because what's coming? This I th- this <laughs> this vacation, our getaway to Lake Tahoe. Okay. I feel like I feel like it was transformative. And I feel like it's a really nice reset for not just us as friends cast but also for the audience too and i feel like from there on i think the show kind of takes a pleasant turn wow um not that there's still not a ton of drama and everything but like it's just i feel like it's just a little more happy-go-lucky you know and um very very heartfelt and well, raw i i want to believe that people root for friendships they root for yeah. love and yeah. so we're rooting for you and we Thank can't you. wait to watch and and see things just get better. Thank you, guys. This has been so nice. No, really, man. We, <laughs> I look, appreciate it. And it's something when you hear so much about somebody and then they walk into the room. It's just that look, we we've uh, we we can't imagine what you did have to go through, but uh, but good luck to you in the future. And we'll go to the show with you, and we'll come to your yeah, yeah. restaurant. Yeah, love to there. do yeah. that. You have a beautiful energy, oh, by the way, like a beautiful energy. I some I felt like I lost my aura the past few years, and I think it's kind of it's coming back. back. <laughs> it's back. It's it's back. <laughs> Thank you guys for the warm welcome, and this has oh, been awesome. This is great. All right, well, appreciate you, Tom Schwartz. We will see plenty more from you, and for folks who want to keep listening to us, of course, you can catch Amy and TJ on Instagram at the Amy and TJ Podcast. You can find us all on Instagram and TikTok on our individual accounts but thank you so much and i'd never said vanderplump yeah he kept saying vanderplump instead of vanderpump i was like what no it's vanderpump yeah like the rose my dad used to say vanderkamp dad vanderpump. <laughs> okay you, you, are you on that vanderkamp tonight i'm like vanderpump dad. Vander, vanderpump yeah. Yeah. all right thank you brother right, thank, thank you guys you. thank you so much
Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information what's up y'all janice torres here and i'm austin hankwitz we're the hosts of mind the business small business success stories a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's ruby studios and intuit quickbooks join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success from finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.